You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travel. Hey, nomads, this is Dylan Callier. You might recognize me from the New Medical Nomads podcast. I'm here on Travel Nursing and Allied Life to talk about my session this year at TravCon 2022. Um, those dates are September 18th through the 21st. For those planning on going, make sure you ask off. Uh, and I am a committee member here at TravCon and also speaking. And this year, my session is going to be on home health therapy. And so a brief synopsis just to get you guys excited to come and learn. Um, oftentimes, there's a lot of therapists that are wanting to jump in um, to home health, but it's a very different setting um, than any others out there. And it comes with a lot of perks, a lot of freedom, a lot of autonomy, um, but there's also, I would consider it the biggest risk of a setting. Um, you really kind of want to know what you're doing um, for that interview um, when you're first stepping up to plate. Um, for this session, it's more going to be for beginners to intermediate um, therapists, those experts out there that have been doing it for a long time like myself. Um, you're more than welcome to jump in, probably learn some nuggets as well, um, but this will really be geared into those individuals that are at the beginning. So home health is a beast in itself. I call it the wild, wild west because you never know what you're going to get when you're walking through those doors. And um, luckily, patients are a lot more comfortable in their homes. So a lot of times these conversations that are usually a little bit harder um, go, go pretty easy. Um, and when you walk in, but sometimes, sometimes it is just, it's just wild. There's pets all over the place. Um, you're asking to put them up. Uh, maybe they got a weird a family member that is joining in. Um, maybe there's some family drama when you're walking in, um, and just anything can happen. And so it definitely is the wild, wild west. Um, and now more so, um, since 2020. So what have we seen happen in the last couple of years with home health. Well, at the very start of 2020, uh, the payment model that Medicare has for home health changed drastically. Um, something called PDGM came into effect and basically it took away the incentive for these home health agencies to provide a high amount of visits um, for them to take care of patients with the least amount of visits possible. That's the big summary of that they also started paying higher for more complex patients. So in past, if you had a post-surgical patient for a hip, a knee, you got pretty much the same reimbursement as you would for somebody with a really complicated wound who has CHF, um, lymphedema, and is diabetic. Now with the new payment model, um, those with wounds, those with um, diabetes, COPD, CHF, they are paid at a higher um, bill than somebody who has a simple surgery that's only going to be needing home health for less than two weeks anyways. Um, so now all these home health agencies are really looking at these higher complex patients and they want them on their caseload because they'll get a bigger bill. Then the pandemic happened. Then um, there was an increase of patients. Then there was an increase in acuity of patients because hospitals were discharging earlier to get people out of the hospital. Um, the skilled nursing facilities were full. The rehabs were full. Families were seeing what was happening in these places where they couldn't go visit. And so they really wanted them home. And so now you're having these really acute, high complex patients, sometimes not appropriate for home, but you're doing the best you can. 
And it is a much, much different place now than it just was two years ago even. Um, now, fast forward uh, a year um, after the pandemic and the nursing shortage is starting to take effect. The therapist shortage is starting to take effect. There's um, really not a lot of agencies out there that have a home health aid, which used to be a service provided by these agencies to help shower, bathe um, persons that when they went home. So now spouses, family members are really having to do a lot of this on their own if they can. And that's a big if, um, or if they even have family to take care of them at home. So there's a lot of complexity now uh, moving through home health. Um, and with the limited source of nurses out there um, and the higher bill rates offered by the hospitals, um, home health is really having a hard time getting um, nurses to come in and be of talent for them. So now they're looking at therapists, uh, primarily PTs, to step up and start doing simple wound care, like wound care light, um, doing medication management. Um, those types of things. They're expecting OTs, SLPs to also help out with medication management. Um, big step forward for OTs, um, they got the okay uh, to start doing starter cares. So now you guys are going to be walking in and doing the admissions um, versus just the nurses that were doing it primarily only three years ago. PTs started doing a little bit and then now it's primarily, primarily therapists that are doing these admissions um, unless there's a significant wound involved. Um, SLPs, you are also able to do these admission visits and boy, they are, they are hefty. Um, one of the things that many people hear before they jump into home health is that, wow, there's a lot of paperwork and wow, there is a lot of paperwork. These admissions usually take around um, three and a half to four hours to complete. Um, that includes an hour to an hour and a half inside the home with the patient. And then the remainder of that time is filling out the documentation and something called the OASIS, um, which is just a medical coding of what their status looks like. It's, I, I couldn't tell you how many points of questions it has involved. It is a lot, it is a beast, um, and it definitely isn't intuitive. Um, somebody once described it to me as, um, you have to take your clinician hat off and you have to put your bean counters hat on because all you're doing is collecting data and inputting that data. And that is very important to do accurately because that is how the agency is reimbursed by Medicare. Again, they're trying to have these high complexity patients coming in and you need to be able to capture um, all those high complexity needs in order for them to get reimbursed. Um, my session is not going to be talking about OASIS specifically. Um, that is definitely for somebody who is a coding. Um, there's specific uh, certifications you can get and coders out there um, that specifically go through programs so that they know how to do this. Also, these rules change all the time. But there is, um, I'm, I'll plug a small course here. It's not a small course. It's, it's really in-depth. Um, and it is a MedBridge education course, MedBridgeEducation.com. Um, and it is a nine-part series on OASIS coding. And the two clinicians that do this is Kraft and Cornetti. Um, they are absolutely the reigning supreme coders people that understand Oasis um, to go to. So before I jumped into home health, this is something I absolutely did. It will give you a brief um, overview of Oasis and what you're doing before you step into that 
uh, First Home Health Agency. Highly, highly recommend. It really set me up for success. They really do a great job of how to view the Oasis set, um, and that will really set you up for success. Um, this is something you're not going to get a lot of um, teaching on when you go in as a traveler. Um, home health typically does have a longer ramp up period, usually around a week. Uh, make sure you are asking about that orientation process before your first one. Um, and I usually ask about it even now because um, sometimes these documentation systems between places, um, there's common ones like home care, home base, uh, bright tree, and then there's some really obscure ones out there. Then they, they take a learning curve. Um, and again, not all this stuff is intuitive on how to handle this. And so if you're jumping in and you're not going to be shadowing somebody to see how their process of things are, um, it's going to take you a while to learn and uh, really catch up to what you're seeing. Um, but that will be the the big arching overview of this of this session is how much it's changed in the last couple of years. Um, also, the new Oasis <laughs> next year is getting ready to come out, 2023, Oasis E. And um, this one's going to have more of an impact for clinicians than this last one. Last one was mostly payments um, and payment model. This one's going to be more on the clinicians um, from what I'm seeing so far. And we'll talk about that briefly. And we will be talking about how to set you up for success for those that are getting ready to jump into home health, interested, not sure if you want to. I will say, again, the massive amount of freedom, usually higher pay rates, um, autonomy that comes with it. I jumped into this after getting burned out and outpatient. Absolutely love the setting, love the one-on-one -on -one time. Um, I'm okay with the documentation. I can come home, I can sit down with a coffee and do it. Um, it's very relaxed, um, but we need a lot of skilled clinicians in home health um, because of these increased complexities, because of these orthopedic um, conditions that are coming through and patients that can't leave the house. There's just no way that they're going to get to outpatient. Um, patients that get home. I think OTs, you guys are most needed in the home. Um, when you get there and you see all the equipment needs that they have, um, all the adaptations that they can do on their behaviors or their day-to-day -day, um, in order to make sure that they are safe at home. And then, honestly, I am very terrible at picking up on mild cognitive stuff. Um, and so usually my SLPs are um, are my are on my speed dial because <laughs> I'll follow up with them after an assessment. They're like, wow, did you see this, this, and this? I was like, no, I thought we were just talking about what you used to do for work. Um, so therapy is, is really in need of home health. Um, there's a lot of benefits that come with it, but I definitely want you guys to be prepared. Before you jump into the first one or if you're just in a year, or two into home health. There's still a lot to learn yet, um, and I'm happy to share that with you guys. So please join me for this year's session on home health therapy, again, for beginners and intermediate um, home health therapists. And again, TravCon is going to be September 18th to the 21st this year, 2022, and I will see you all at TravCon. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at TravCon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 